Welcome to another Out of Office podcast with me, Annika Besti, Head of Production at Contented, and Moz D, our co-founder. This podcast is dedicated to all things Contented, both in and out of the office. In it, we seek to learn a little bit more about our staff, what makes us all tick, and what gets us out of bed in the morning, as well as speaking to friends and experts in the wider world about what they are up to in these challenging times. We welcome you all, our family and friends, our clients, and indeed anyone who cares to join us. It's very much an open house. You can find out more about Contented by going to our website, contentedgroup.com, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at contented underscore group. And of course, please subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you get your audio pleasure. Yeah, big reaction to our last uh, podcast, Annika, with our guest, Rich Goddard, who's the editor of The Monday State of Mind, um, and a guy who's been helping us with some advice and exercises and giving us some stuff to think about regarding our mental health um, in these difficult times. If you haven't heard it, I recommend it. Please do go back, uh, go back and give it a listen. Uh, you'll find it, of course, on Apple and on Spotify or wherever you get your, your pods, to be frank. And if you are struggling at this time, and let's face it, what we talked about in our last pod is that we all are, right? And you want to talk to somebody in confidence, do it. You'll find the details of a helpline in the program notes to this pod. Of course, one of the ways recommended to divert our brain, help with mindfulness, keep us invigorated, is not, I repeat, not to be thinking about work all the time, to get involved with other stuff, interests and passions. Um, A little bit of what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, yes. We've got a real treat for you, podcasters. We've got our very own Matt Ashmore, who's our post-production lead. But he's also a musician and filmmaker and self-confessed old-timer at Contented. Welcome, Matt. Hello. How are you both doing? Oh, we're all right, actually. We're okay. Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. I, I've just, I've just realised that I haven't got a coffee with me, so um, yeah, apologies if my my monotone, brummy, brummy voice starts uh, getting even more monotone. I've, no, I've not had, right, not had my coffee yet. No, no, that's that's fine. You sound perfectly all right, and your brummy accent isn't too overwhelming. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, fella. Um, you you celebrated a little bit of uh, an anniversary, didn't you? Was it last week? Uh, no, actually, it's uh, it's March, March, I think. Yeah, it's March that anniversary is. So, it is so indeed, tell us yeah. what that is. So, so uh, we, we, we've been uh, we've been looking for some hires, which is is really exciting, and I think I think we touched maybe on that on a on a previous podcast. But um, we're in a really good position of of making some hires, and obviously we we were doing doing that through LinkedIn, and I, I just sometimes you just check out your own profile, sometimes don't you? And and I checked down, and it was like four month, uh, four years, eleven months at Contenta. I was like, "Oh, blimey, that's come around quick." So, yeah, a month away from from five years, which is is crazy. I tell you what, it's flown. Doesn't seem that long, fella. Yeah, um, nearly five years, and I just remember that was that was a very. I think we were a lot smaller as an organisation then. Five years, and I remember interviewing you for the job in what resembled a detective's <laughs> interview room in a London Nick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite small, wasn't it? It was, it was kind of like a, a small room and it had two sofas facing each other, didn't it? And I, I, I don't even think there was room in the middle for a coffee table or anything, was there? It's, it's quite, quite small. Yeah. It was very tiny. 
and uh, yeah, it did. It did. It did look as though Adam and I were interrogating you at one point within it. <laughs> but you joined us. Tell tell us about that because it's interesting, not only from a contented perspective, but how your job has changed, what you were being asked to do then versus what you're being asked to do now. It sort of reflects really the way the industry's changed as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I I joined Contented first off as I think my I think my job title was videographer. Or it was it was kind of like editor videographer. Um, so I think predominantly the work that Contented had at that time um, involved a lot of kind of event event capture, um, sort of you know capture it and edit it and get it out the same day type stuff, um, which which was really cool and sort of uh, off the back of where I was previously, I, I hadn't had a lot of experience uh, in terms of going out and shooting stuff for, for, uh, I guess, an agency, um, even though I had those skills, you know. So it was a really exciting one for me in terms of uh, being being able to get out and, and kind of capture that content as well as edit it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was crazy good back then being able to go out. Um, I'm going to name drop shamelessly here, but, you know, getting, getting to meet the likes of, like, AJ, uh, Anthony Joshua and... People like that. For someone just starting out in the career, pretty much uh, was was a pretty big deal. So um, yeah, yeah, really, really cool experience in that first year, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it was about a year, and then obviously, you know, the work changes and and the role changes with it, I guess. It does, and I think back when you're just starting and it's a fresh company, you're you're still trying to find your your feet in your niche. Within yeah, that, we were, yeah. we were doing a, we were doing a lot of publishing work at the time, weren't we? Working with a lot of editorial content. We still do, um, but actually, Anika takes the piss out of me every single week because I mention it every single week. But it still <laughs> makes me laugh. Is that you've said it? That whole notion of of nearly sort of all that time ago. It's not that long ago, but video was the thing, wasn't it? You talked about video. You talked about producing video. Whereas, of course, now it's completely different. It's not a word you mention. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's joined VHS, hasn't it? It's an old old term, and I think I think clients clients in terms of what they're they're after nowadays as well. You know, sort of mirroring how platforms have changed over the years, I guess. In in terms of you know, they want they want the whole package. You know, they just want uh, uh, everything rather than one singular video. You know. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 been really interesting to see that change over time. Uh, especially, I, th- I think as well, it, it it it's forced that role change. It, you know, in a good way. It's not not in a bad way. The word flexibility is becoming more and more apparent. I think in in today's industry. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not one dimensional anymore, is it? Because there's umpteen different platforms now, right? You're talking about all sorts. TikTok. I mean, oh, yeah. five years ago, TikTok wasn't a thing. And now we're working on TikTok and Snapchat, of course, um, Insta Stories. There's yeah, all exactly. sorts yeah. of platforms for this content to sit on, which means you do need that flexibility now. So tell us about, I mean, I know what it is, but for those of you who don't know your brilliance, tell us about your role now within Contented. Um, so so I'm acting as a post-production lead, which uh, it's, it's a fancy name, isn't it? And we all have fancy na- names in the creative industry, don't we? But... Um, I guess it's just looking after our incredible post team. You know, we've got so many kind of multi-disciplines with, within our team. Um, 
which which I think in in turn is is one of the big reasons why we're in the great position we are, you know. Um, and and yeah, it's it's just making sure everyone's you know doing the right things, keeping keeping the quality up, um, and and just helping those guys through because yeah, I'm I'm 30 this year, which is scary. Um, oh, shut up. Just shut up, mate. Sorry, Mars. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 actually I think more more the back end of last year for me is the realization that hang on, I, I have actually got a bit of experience behind me now, and and I don't feel like I've really sat down and thought that and, yeah. until the back end of last year, which is which is weird. But I, th- I think it's important to do. Mm. Um, you know, you never the finished article, are you? So it's it's not it's not a case of sitting down and going. Oh, I'm I'm it now. Um, but it's more about saying, you know, I have got experience, and you know, I can help, you know, younger me- members of the team to to get some of that experience and share that knowledge. So brilliant. I mean, just 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 a, just a stupid question for people who might be listening, uh, who are outside our sort of little walled garden. When you say you're a post production league, can you just sort of sum up what post production is? Yeah. So um, I, I, I guess. I guess to to make more sense of it, you kind of have to explain what production is a little bit as well. So, production is, I guess, Annika's gonna probably tell me off for explaining it really poorly, but um, I guess, I guess is the sorting out of capturing that content, uh, you know, and and everything that goes with it. So <laughs> that's that's down to literally who is the caterer on the shoot people need feeding and once that kind of content's been captured post-production is the finishing the assembly the uh, kind of delivery of that content so we take all that hard work and kind of make it shine if, if that makes sense um and we, we we kind of shape shape those narratives in terms of what what that content needs to be um, and that and that's anything from motion graphics, uh, pure play editing, even down to you know we've got some really good graphic design skills in the team. So even down to stills um, that need to go out on on social and stuff. You know, a- again touching on the facts that we're we're so multidisciplined in this team. Um, I, f- I feel like if any brief drops, we're pretty confident that we can get something out of it. So that, that sums it up. Sums it up pretty well. I mean, just, I mean, you're here where you are. You're now the lead of a team at Contented, doing a great job across lots of different, lots of different um, client base, um, a very, um, a multitude of, of different clients one, and with different needs. But I mean, what did you want to be? When I grow up, I wanted to be uh, a lead in post-production. What did you want to be when you were a lot younger? Uh, I think I think when I was younger, younger, I, I was really into my art at school. Um, so I just used to draw all the time, which is which is quite sad because I can't draw for toffee now. Um, <laughs> but I used to love drawing and stuff. And then uh, the big moment for me is uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy rolled around. And as a kid, it, the magic of those films just kind of blew me away. And uh, that they, I remember buying the DVDs and they had these amazing behind the scene, like literally like hour long behind the scene documentaries about how they've made these films. And uh, one of the sections was about um, conceptual artists uh, within feature films. So conceptual artists is is kind of they create pieces of artwork to visualize um, 
kind of a director's thoughts, I guess, or feelings about particular scenes or landscapes. And obviously I was doing art at the time. So I was like, yes, that, that, that is the job for me. Um, so a little bit different from what I'm doing right now. Yeah. But, but I guess that was, that was my dream job. I would, would not be able to do that now. I, I can't draw at all anymore. Um, <laughs> which is a shame but uh but yeah yeah that was that was what I wanted to be at school yeah and also when you were younger I, I believe you also started playing instruments as well you're a you're a musician uh yeah I mean oh shameful fact here but uh the, the only real reason I started playing instruments at school was uh because I thought it'd be cool for the girls <laughs> uh, and and that that is not a lie. Um, oh, I love that, Matt. I absolutely <laughs> oh, love that. So, well, originally, so my 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 old man bought me up on uh, bands like Pink Floyd and Deep Purple. It was a it was a bit of an old seventies rocker. So um, he he kind of bought me up on that that style of music. And and I, originally, I wanted to play drums. And uh, my dad just was like, "No, we've got neighbours. That's not happening." Um, so, so then I kind of, I tried my best to, to get him to change his mind, but, um, eventually sort of landed on getting a really cheap, nasty, horrible, uh, guitar when I was a kid and, and kind of never looked back from there. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's more of a hobby really. It's, it's never really gone anywhere. I've been in bands and stuff, but it's, it's, it's more of a hobby and uh, again, something we'll probably touch on later is something away from work that's that's still creative that you can still um you know put some creative thought into and and yeah uh yeah i know we're gonna touch on it but but switch on to switch off if that makes sense yeah and is that what music is for you that's your way of kind of cutting out the noise of the rest of the world and maybe a busy day yeah, I think so. It's um, I, I I think it's been a, been able to craft something, and then really well, both subjectively and objectively, kind of listen back to it and go, well, that that definitely sounds horrific. So that needs to come out. And yeah, just this. I, I guess it comes from being an editor as well. I, I always feel there's two different types of music, musicians. Um, ones who really want to master their instrument, you know, and they they become incredible at that one instrument. I'm very much the other one where I'm quite average at a lot of different instruments. Um, uh, and it's more the assembly of a track that, that really excites me. Um, mm -hmm. and I guess, yeah, I guess that links really, really nicely to, to my day-to-day -day kind of editing work. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, that, that has literally only just hit me. I don't know if you'll, you'll notice, Moz, but there's another thing about Matt I've always loved. He's incredibly humble. <laughs> uh, talking about himself being average, he's 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 pretty decent, guys. You know, you should he's pretty decent. check out his stuff. <laughs> anyway, we're going to check out his stuff now. So let's, let's have a little listen. That's brilliant. That's not average, Annika, is it? That is definitely not average, but I've got to ask Matt, did it work? Did it get you the girl? 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you always think as a kid, but it, it, you get to a certain age as well, and uh, the misses the misses don't listen to this bit. But when I was a bachelor uh, and in a band, and you'd you'd always drop that into a first date. Oh yeah, you know, uh, I'm in a band and I play. But you reach a certain age where that becomes, you know, not very important. So, um, mm. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not for that anymore. Um, purely for my enjoyment, I think. Well, it's great. It's great work. Well done. It's great. And you, you mentioned it earlier on, but do talk about that. Build on that thing about switch on to switch off. I know you've said it before. I know you talked to your team about that. But but talk us through that. What's that philosophy? Yeah. So. Uh, I, it doesn't matter what it is. I think it's. I think it's really important to have some kind of outlet, you know, outside of of work. And it's it's, it's been a really weird one because that's that's been my outlook for a long time. Um, but during this lockdown, I've actually really cherished uh, sort of not doing anything as well. Um, I, I feel like I've kind of done sort of the opposite of what's been in the zeitgeist during this lockdown where I was probably doing a bit too much pre pre lockdown outside of work um which which is great and I, I I'll always back back that point up it's it's really important to have hobbies and even sports you know uh just something to kind of really focus on outside of work um and and for me having that that focus helps me switch off from work which is important you know you're dead um, right, Matt. We shouldn't be um, punishing ourselves too much by trying to do too much or or feel guilty about not. It's, it's choose, you're, you're doing something, aren't you, with your music that you've always loved, you know? But I think for me as well, that's always something I've, I've been quite admirable. I've always admired cr- creative people because as a producer, I'm definitely more of a functional person. But your hobbies tend to be these lovely things like making music or creating a piece of art or also in your case Matt um your Instagram is amazing because you're doing all these extra bits of animation in your spare time I mean mostly to do with Villa your other passion um but it's just it's just so nice to see and it makes me a little bit jealous actually I wish I could do stuff like that I wish I was that talented yeah and I think I think uh, I think if you're a creative person I think you're lying to yourself if you say that you aren't doing it for a bit of kind of attention because, you know, you put, you put your work out because you want people to see it. And you know, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We, I, f- I feel like we all have a little bit of an ego um, in, in, in that sense, but, but also it's, it's important for people to, to not, not feel that way, or at least, at least kind of see other people doing it. And r- rather than, feel worse about themselves go you know what i'm gonna try something and i'm gonna and and that can be me you know um mm-hmm. i think it's really important for you know everyone compares everyone compares and and it's it, it, you know it's not it's not healthy um you should be doing those things for you first and foremost it's that's the most important thing all the ego with being a musician and you know putting little animations out that comes next, you know? Um, but yeah, I th- I'd definitely say it's, it's really important. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with, I've really enjoyed just sitting down on the sofa, getting eaten by the sofa, um, watching grand designs, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yesterday evening, I'd, I'd had enough of the sofa. So I was like, you know, what, I'm going to sit down and just play with a little bit of animation. And that wasn't for anyone else. That was, 
that was purely for me because I was feeling a bit, I was going to get a bit, bit, bit mad. So mm. yeah, yeah, I, think, I, I hope any of that made sense. But right. no, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, what have you found? What have you found the most difficult about lockdowns and about us not being in the office and about us um, not working the way we used to work? It's mass. It's massively the social aspect. Um, it, it occurred to me literally last week that I was looking at a lot of my hobbies, um, and they all involve other people. You know, uh, being in bands, that's other people. I've, I've really, really struggled to to kind of be myself, uh, doing music in in, in a room. Um, so I've very much realised it's it's other people that I've been doing that music with and, and for meeting up with them, you know, having a beer after practice and all that, that's massively what I'm missing. You know, I play football as well. I can't do that at the moment. Um, and, and that's a team sport. So, so the, ma- the, the biggest thing I'm missing about that is just meeting up with all the lads. So um, I think, I think, specifically in work just the little things as well going for a little chat over making a coffee is this literally the biggest thing i miss right now um just talking nonsense or talking about work um whilst the kettle's boiling currently i I go into my kitchen and i just stare at the kettle boiling and it's it's not quite not quite the same is it um so definitely i mean it was it was really eye-opening for us wasn't it we we did a little survey about um whether people would actually want to go back to an office, you know, because we we've seen we've seen now it's it's doable from your from your home and you know I, th- I think we've been really successful at at it as well. Um, we're 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 thriving, I think, in it. Um, but that doesn't mean the, the you know the survey came back and I think it was pretty much every single one was like get us back to an office now. We we all miss each other, so um, yeah. I think that says a lot. Uh, well, both both to our team and and to the way I think we like to work as a team as well. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. And you know, and we will come together again. There will be a contented in real life once more. There will be. Will be. I suppose. I suppose the point is that this is this is real life, isn't it? What we're doing now, and it's about the delivery. And I think. I think Matt, you're right. We all we all miss that. We miss that human connectivity that we're about. If there's one thing you'd keep, here's another question for you, mate. If there's one thing that you would keep it from lockdown in terms of the way you work and how you work, um, what would it be? Blimey. Um I guess what it's done is is forced us to look at our kind of post-production process, um, which has been massive uh and you know, you know, we've got our new online server, which has completely kind of revamped how we work as a team. Um, I'm not sure how much we're we're allowed to touch on it, but we've got quite a big shoot coming up in foreign countries, and that would have been a nightmare without our new processes in place. Um, it's been really eye opening in that sense, and and discovering new ways of working. Um, I, I think. I think has been the silver lining. Yeah, you're dead right, mate. I think that's, we've learned to be more efficient. And I think some of those efficiencies we can keep and store and utilize um, into the future, then that's just better for everybody, isn't it? The, the traditional way a client may see agencies, you know, going to a, 
going to a creative agency, you know, getting your creative, taking that to a production agency, you know, they produce it. Then that gets taken to another third party. The, the, the facts that we can take a project from A to Z all in-house um, really puts us in a good stead. And I think, I think maybe now clients are waking up to that a bit more um, and being multidisciplined isn't, seen necessarily as a bad thing i've had so many chats with different people over the years about oh do you not want to kind of do you not want to hone in on this specific skill and be you know be an editor or be a motion graphic and i've always i've always stuck to my guns and gone just learn everything you can be everything you can because it's it's always going to be helpful in the long run weirdly i think that's mirroring now in 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 the industry where clients are you know, they they don't they don't have the budgets they had, you know, do they? In this in this awful time, um, so they're looking for new ways that they can they can work with agencies, and I think I think the whole package is really really kind of attractive to clients now. Um, Technology has meant it's so much easier across these genres to to pull things together and produce really good work um, uh, amongst a group of people in a way that it perhaps it wasn't eight years ago. Yeah. And I think, you know, as Matt has also said, that's a real testament to our team as well, because everybody is incredibly agile. I'd like to say that's a, that's happened by design, but I think in a way, a lot of cases with the people at Contented, it's a happy accident. We just seem to be attracted to people who are multidisciplined, multi-talented, who have these passions that they like to bring into their work, which means, you know, like Matt, they can do a bit of motion design because that's what he does in his spare time. They do understand music so he can, you know, take it, take an edit and make sure it sounds good. Um, and yeah, definitely from a, from a client perspective, it, it is a very compelling offer because as, as Matt rightly said, why go to three places when, when you can come to one? Dead right. And I, I just, I just think that, cause again, looking at the, the super talented people in your team, uh, Matt, and, and looking at their passions and their hobbies, as Annika said earlier on, it tends to be around, you know, working on design or making a film or or making some music. And I think that's what I meant, Annika, about production, is that technologically now there is a almost a, a second sense as people in their bedrooms are creating some really cool stuff, some amazing stuff um, that they can bring to a professional environment. Mm-hmm. And that's and and that suits the way we work across all these different platforms. And I think Matt, that's true of your you and your team as well. You know how TikTok works. You know how Snap Discover works. You know what an Insta good Insta story is. How it should be shot. How it should be edited. You know, in in a, just instinctively, um, it's just second nature to to a lot of, a lot of the people working with us. Yeah, again, just just showing the breadth of kind of knowledge and skills we have in the team and and i think it's i think it's so important as well i mean you can probably attest um to this more mars uh, as your co-founder of the company but it, it's really nice and and it makes you feel very proud when you know that you can rely on every single member of the team and i think we're now at that position um and there's no disrespect on people i've worked with in the past that's not what i'm saying but i think I think we're we're in that position now where every single member of that team we can trust to make, you know, incredible work. No, I think that's that's true. And I think a company's like a person. It grows and it gets better and it um 
it matures and it get, gains experience. And certainly uh, that's what's happened at Contented. And you've been with us across a lot of that journey. And I think you're absolutely right now. It's, you know, when you hit a sweet spot, you know, when you've got a team that's winning. Yeah. I just, like sometimes just I sit back right. and think I'm, yeah. I'm like Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not, yeah. recently. Not, no, recently, not recently. Not recently. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe <laughs> a bad, bad uh, analogy, but you know, that, that it's, it's, Contented is a really lovely creative machine. It's a it's a beautiful process, and that everybody within it's working really well together. But part of that is obviously the culture that we're trying to trying to because we're not we're not completely there yet. Create and build on uh, throughout the whole team, which is part of why we do this podcast. And a lot of what you've said, Matt, is is wanting to be together just as human beings, as creative people, as people who are passionate about what we do and just chat it through and talk. Um, and we look forward to that coming back. Just to, just to wrap up, Matt, if people are listening, what advice would you give Take to, to a, um, cause as you said, now you're really old. Right? <laughs> um, advice to maybe a younger professional or people coming into this line of work. What advice would you give them? I think, um, you know, I look back to sort of post-graduation and the uh, whether whether it's any good anymore, but the phrase I'd always use in CVs or cover letters or whatever was uh, knowledge sponge. And I think I think it's really important to be that. Um, I, I really I really don't sort of agree with the you know the thought that you should only stick to your one profession that should be you you should be incredible at that one thing whether that's right or wrong i don't know but for me definitely not you know my background you know being run being a runner on shoots you know was so important to be able to see that process and you know know that those people are in that team and without them you know without a runner um that shoot potentially you know might not work so for me, you know, those kind of those kind of skills and those kind of roles are equally as important. And if you can do it and if you can get that that experience, 100% do it because, um, you know, being being in and around that process uh, from from start to finish and having those experiences and knowledge for me helps you when you do start honing down. You know, uh, I don't work in production anymore, but I have done and. I think it gives me a decent view on how things work and therefore hopefully um, I'm, I'm a helpful team member because I understand things. I know, I know that some things go wrong um, and, and it can't be helped. And, you know, having a knowledge of that process is important for me, I think. Yeah, that's really well summed up, Matt. Really well summed up. And that what you said about being a runner as well, and I, I think that really attests to, to us at Contented, everybody is a really important link in the chain. And 100%. everybody yeah. is has to be respected for that and, and for what they do, no matter what stage they're at in their career. And that's something we really believe in because we're only as as good as we are as a whole. Yeah, it's a team, it's a team sport, isn't it? This industry. Team sport, team game. Um, but but you know, you think about this industry and you you can't you can't make it as a as a one person band. It just doesn't you know, you're not you're not going to go out and shoot and then edit and then act and then it it just doesn't work. It's a team game, isn't it? And uh, 
and every every person within that team is important. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be there. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, especially acknowledging that when you when you're young and just starting out, it, it's you don't have to be this huge blockbuster director at the age of 22 you know and they are out there it's and it's horrible to see but um (laughs) but you know that pressure is only you know only caused by yourself i think it's it's important to get that experience and knowledge um and and just build yourself up and eventually you'll figure out exactly what you want to do if if you do want to go down a single route but having that kind of background and having that experience um it, it just gives you another creative eye on your forehead i think um when when you're attacking those briefs and projects there you go an eye on your forehead what a what a brilliant metaphorically, place to leave yeah. metaphorically listen matt it's been lovely talking to you fella yeah lovely lovely stuff i hope uh yeah yeah as i said I, i'm not as brummy as i used to be um but... <laughs> there's something lovely about a brummy accent mate <laughs> good, good. Very people would say that but i'm gonna i'm gonna say it uh, as long as there's Peaky Blinders fans. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Listen, Matt Ashmore, lead um, of our post-production team at Contented. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening. And um, from Annika and I, stay contented, stay safe, subscribe, follow, and we'll talk to you again soon.